0: Big fluff. Carry on like this, I take the girls back. You're taking the girls back? What about the contract? Contract? Ha! In my bed, I've got two teddies, I've got a rabbit, I've got two dollies, and one Susan, she's got a bad eye. The boys are stay here. The girls that go, I saw you.
1: AC Milan? Nah. You're a bit weak in your midfield. And then I've got a green giraffe, which I won at a fair. He was the only one left, and I felt really sorry for him.
0: Okay. OK, so you want to play hardball? What do you want? Fisticuffs? Then there's Buzz, Woody, the alien, and then
1: I've got a fluffy pink hot water bottle. So there's just not enough room for you, mate. Ooh.
0: Hey, your mother. My mother?
1: See?
0: Your mother. Hey, your mother. Me, Mama? See, your big, fat mother. Eh. And your brother in law. Eh. And your mad cousin. Eh. And your next door neighbor's goat. From Now I kill you. Go for it, go for it, go for it.
1: Boys, boys, boys. Calm down. Have you not heard of the word compromisation?
0: What? wanna be my hey everybody i'm joel murphy and i'm andy
2: mcintyre and this is silver linings playback the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining
0: and we are continuing when singers try to act month Mm -hmm. and uh, we've got some fantastic singers trying to be some fantastic actors uh, we're, we watch Spice World, and to help us talk about it is Spice World fan extraordinaire and Joel's spouse, Molly Regan. How's it going?
1: Oh, fantastic. I got to watch Spice World for the first time in years.
0: Which we should point out
2: is not an easy task. I we know. learned <laughs> for this podcast Someone has not made this available on streaming services. You have to, it's very much clandestine to, like, track down a copy of
0: Spice Girl. I won't divulge our secrets, but... uh,
1: because Which I find
0: astonishing for just how popular the Spice Girls both are and continue to be.
1: It's because it's such a special gem. It's such a treasure that you have (laughs) to hunt it down to find it.
2: It's part of the fun is, you know, like it, it's kind of like those, those clubs that they don't put a sign up for. You really, you have to be in the know. You
0: have to know the password. And right. Uh, when I watched it, I actually had to take uh, the headpiece of the staff of Posh and, and put it at just the right angle so that it projected onto my wall so I could watch the movie and enjoy it <laughs> at the exact time of day. Yeah,
2: it's, you have to go in this whole room and it's like, only the penitent Spice
0: Girl will pass. Only the penitent <laughs> Spice Girl will pass. <laughs> yeah. It's the sporty real... Spice will pass. The sporty <laughs> Spice will pass. So I had to do a back handspring. And let me tell you, no yeah. easy feat, because I'm old and sore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we found it. That's the important yeah. thing. So we watched Spice World, uh,
0: which came out, I believe, in 1997. It, yeah. Yeah. At, at I thought. think 98 in the States. Yeah. Because uh, one of the fun facts I read, this was the at the time, the highest grossing movie released on Super Bowl weekend ever. Oh, so fun fact. Which I don't know it? if that's still the case, but at the time, because it was really Super Bowl weekend in 1998 and uh, still made a ton of money. But it, the fun Super thing Super Bowl is only one day, right? <laughs> but also, the rest of the time they can go to movies.
2: But also, if people don't know, I mean, if it's something that's coming out Super Bowl weekend, that is typically when studios release things like to bury that them. that they don't care about. Yeah, like January, February is the time of year that studios are just like, eh, whatever. Well, I'm you
1: know. I'm just gonna let you know that as a seven year old girl, Super Bowl weekend, 1998. I did not give a shit about the Super Bowl, so I'm guessing many more of uh, my peers also did not give a shit. Well, if you think
2: about it, it actually is smart counter-programming, because nothing competes with the Super Bowl. Like, There's no new TV, people are really afraid to really counter-program the Super Bowl, so... Yeah, to release a movie primarily aimed at teenage girls who might not care about the Super Bowl is actually pretty smart when you think about it, marketing-wise.
0: Well, and just, you know, like, that is usually the doldrums of Hollywood releases, but if you have a movie that probably has a built-in money-making audience, that's not a bad time to add a little bit extra to your profit overhead. Oh, yeah. Compared to, you know, any other week. And I mean... I'm surprised, Molly, because I know what a big Broncos fan you are that you weren't there watching.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they just can't hold a candle to Scary Spice.
0: I mean, if I had to pick who would win in a fight, John Elway or Scary Spice, I'm oh, going Mel B all the way. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, Sporty Spice was probably watching the Super
2: Bowl instead of this movie. So...
1: Oh, she was really conflicted. Yeah.
2: like well, she go- lived the movie,
0: so she didn't need to watch it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, this was very cinema verite a day in the life of the spice girls
1: <laughs> well they launch you right in i mean you know you go from the performance right to backstage i mean then you've got the fans i mean it's very like beatlemania like how do we rush them out get them to their double decker bus like like you're there you're you're right behind them you know like you understand the chaos that is the Spice Girls' life. It's a joyous chaos.
2: And perhaps nothing exemplifies that chaos more, maybe this is a place to start, than the fact that there are multiple, sort of conflicting frame stories happening at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, like intentionally so. There's the the straight narrative. Like, we start with them on stage. There's just the Spice Girls. We get to follow them. There's also... A documentary crew that wants to be following them. The guy wants to be interviewing them, and he—they want nothing to do with him. And then there's also George went <laughs> is trying to pitch us, and Mark McKinney, yep. and Mark McKinney uh, are trying to pitch a Spice Girls movie to
0: their manager during, like, in a very Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the tabloids that are trying to split the yeah. spice Girls right. up mm-hmm. yes which is the closest thing to a conflict this movie has even though it kind of doesn't have a conflict
2: yes yeah so no. there's yeah there's the the tab so yeah it's it's sort of it's a, it, it's ultimately like a series of vignettes but tied together through these multiple conflicting framing devices and also yes the the Looming threat of this tabloid trying to destroy them.
0: Yeah, I think so. Also, if you're watching this so Oh, go ahead. Also, their best friend is pregnant. I was about
1: to say. Oh, you yes. Can't, also, you their best forget. friend is pregnant. Yes. yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, if you're watching this from a, uh, uh, the narrative aspect of writing, this movie is a hot, hot mess.
2: It, well, it, well, it is sort of not. It's, I wouldn't even say it's a mess. It's just chaotic, and it yeah. seems intentionally chaotic. I was
1: going to say, I wouldn't call yeah, it a, a mess, it's I just
2: chaos. I would well,
1: a s- mess, <laughs> because like, when you get to the end, they, I would argue, they stick the landing. If you I, go, no, I would too, 100%. If you go along for the ride, which you should, because the Spice Bus is yeah. a great vehicle on which to travel, I, you, I, <laughs> they stick that landing.
2: Yeah, I think the only reason I'm pushing back on you, Andy, is because to say that it's a mess makes it sound like they don't know what they're doing, and I think maybe that is the central question: is are like to quote? Yeah, to, that's a decent point. Yeah, like do they know what they're doing is ridiculous? Oh. And I would posit that they do.
1: They know it's silly.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> oh, definitely they know it's silly. But I'm I'm just saying that from if you're talking about cause and effect, consequence, narrative, this movie lacks.
2: But I would also say that in terms of these types of movies, it has one of the more cohesive plots of a band's movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Help with the Magic Ring, like, that made a lot of sense. Hard Day's Night was literally just following the Beatles around, so that didn't have a cohesive narrative in any major way either. But I think that the point is, like, the movie... I, I will stand by that. It's a narrative mess, but I will also say it doesn't matter that it's a narrative mess. Well, like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like it. Yeah. I think we're well, just, the Spice Girls are charismatic enough to carry through all of that. And like, it's only when you take that step back and be like, what did I just watch a lot of fun things with some fun, charismatic pop stars barely makes sense when you really try to connect the dots and it's okay because that's I mean you know would it would would it would the movie have been substantially better if there was a solid narrative no who knows no. <laughs> I, I would argue no as well I think that they I think that they're,
2: they're kind of hedging their bets in a smart way which is to say that I think in the movie is chaotic in that they nothing was going to be satisfying so they just make a lot of choices. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I would say, though, that I feel like the movie is happening around the Spice Girls rather than to the Spice Girls, and I think that could have given it a little bit more dramatic weight. Um, that, like, they even acknowledge how tacked on the chase at the end is.
1: Oh, no, they do, but I thought, like...
0: I th- but that's also the point of of tacking on the chase at I was going to say,
1: I almost got kind of like a Zucker Brothers feel, like, from the chase.
2: I would also... How about this, Andy? I would argue that what the film is ultimately about... Is how the Spice Girls at the top of their fame have lost control of the narrative of their life and are forced to regain it throughout the course of this movie through first kidnapping two children to drive around recklessly on a boat and then ultimately <laughs> right. uh, to have a high speed chase there or posh cribs speed. I think <laughs> the movie Speed. Yeah she may have also cribbed speed. Well, we I just want to I want to be
0: clear, you know, possibly We're referring to the movie speed. Yeah. And the person's posh. And I, I, I don't think it's an accident that the stoic expressionless Spice Girl was the one driving the bus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which look, do we want to, you know, because I, I know you have I know Molly has opinions and Andy, I know you have opinions on this. Do we want to do we want to talk about the Spice Girls individually real quick to say how how we feel about them you know, like if we're we don't necessarily need to well, rank. Well, I think as long them. as we can agree that collectively we love them, we collectively well, we love them. But okay. but I think we, you just hinted at, and I think we can all agree. I mean, Posh is the the fifth one, right? Yeah. Like,
0: like I mean, she's the she Ringo. doesn't need yeah. us to
1: approve of her. She married David Beckham. She's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah.
1: I mean, Scary's and the she's best.
0: Fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah so you have scary who's now married to eddie murphy which i think also indicates is that
0: still a thing are they still married i don't
2: know if they're still married but they were at some but they point.
0: did they were married
2: yeah that is a thing yeah so you have scary definitely top tier uh this will shock all of you but i'm a fan of ginger
1: you
0: <laughs> shocking me too
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like ginger sandy i do yeah. i do <laughs> um
2: and then I'm an egomaniac and then, yeah, like, I mean, Baby and Sporty.
1: No, hmm. I mean, Sporty's up there because she's the only one who, like, has legit, like, pipes. She's
0: like, far she, and away the best singer Yeah, in she's group. carrying. Like, it's not close. She's
1: carrying everyone. Yeah. Like, Scary's. I mean, they're all not bad scary singers, second, but, but
0: Sporty is far and away. Yeah. yeah. No, she's. What were you saying? Who you were saying was second?
1: Scary. Oh no! Scary Spice, okay, Oh, you're saying yeah.
0: singing? Okay. What, yeah, what no, Scary writing? was my yeah. favorite when yeah. I was
1: when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I just like her style, her just everything. Like yeah. I see, I was just her. ranking
2: like pure charisma, which I think like Scary and Ginger
0: would be. I will say like Scary Spice is wonderful. Not feeling the spaceman outfit in this movie. I'm what? just gonna put that out there. It I just wasn't.
1: No, she should wear it because she's the only person who can wear it. That's why you wear stuff like that. Uh,
0: yeah. Like, it was it was off-putting to me at first, and then I, I grew to love it, much like the Spice Girls in general.
1: Also, if you want to go full-on like Stanley Kubrick with this... And she, I do. Yeah. She <laughs> wears the NASA uh, space outfit because aliens show up later in the movie because they this do. movie does make narrative sense you just aren't paying attention to it
0: (laughs) no (laughs) it's an excellent bit of foreshadowing
1: that's the foreshadowing that scary is summoning the aliens like she's in contact with them because she has to be because they also understand the aliens
0: yeah that can we talk about that scene for a second
1: (laughs) yeah for a long time we should um
0: I was sure watching it, this was going to be some sort of, like, scam perpetrated by the tabloids to, like, get the Spice Girls. And then it wasn't. I'm like, oh, no, they just met aliens.
1: Yeah. Because the aliens are big fans.
0: Yeah. And then couldn't get them tickets. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, it's sold out. I mean,
2: look, they're very popular. Like, they don't have extra tickets lying around. Like, they're, you know, they're very fair about that you know they're not just gonna like they don't reserve tickets you know for last minute Like they can you only
1: g- do so much yeah can we also you're saying that there's
0: limits to what the Spice Girls can do <laughs> how dare you <laughs>
1: well obviously there are that was kind of the point like that was an issue in the movie can we
2: also talk about the setup to this scene, though, because I don't want to gloss over that, because the reason <laughs> the Spice Girls are in the woods and meet aliens is because they all need to use the bathroom at the same time. And all of the bathrooms <laughs> on their tour bus are all broken at the same time. And their tour bus driver, played by Meatloaf, refuses to clean like to fix the bathrooms because while he loves the spice girls he would do anything for them but he won't do that that.
0: (laughs) i just want all of that noted because oh no that that, i mean (laughs) i think we're already to the silver linings portion i think this whole podcast is gonna be (laughs) silver linings Yeah. yeah
2: no i mean yeah like that made me so happy when they teed that up for meatloaf
0: yeah no that was uh that that was a chef's kiss moment uh, the writer, whoever put that line in, he's like, all right, I'm 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 taking lunch. That's it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wrap it up. Job well done. hmm That's it. Let's I also love the fact, like, it was halfway through the movie, I realized that Meatloaf plays the driver, but Richard O'Brien uh, plays the, like, creepy uh, paparazzo. Yeah. Like, I being like, so you've got two heavy hitters from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like just hanging around in Spice World, like just the cameos in.
2: I mean, the, this this movie. cast is stellar. Like, let's just acknowledge that that the supporting cast of this movie is above and beyond anything that it needs to be. Everyone oh yeah, you wants got George ha- Wendt,
0: Roger Moore, Alan Cumming, Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: everyone wants to hang out with the Spice Girls. Like, that's just the reality. No, and-
0: The IMDb trivia literally revealed that, that they had to turn down cameos because everyone wanted a piece of it. Everyone wanted to be in because their kids loved it or any number of reasons. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, no, this, it like, if you had no idea what the Spice Girls were or what they were about, I could see not enjoying this movie. But if you even know this much about the Spice Girls, it's a delight opening credits to end of the reel. Like it's, it's just fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where I'm just like, like there's, there's a particular, like just special, you know, it, it, it's a very special experience to have been like a little girl when the Spice Girls were popular. Like, I really do just love that. I got to have that. But then going and re-watching it now as an adult, being like, oh man, I really hope that this still is fun. Cause it's so right. it, like, I'm like, this is gonna suck if it doesn't hit me this way. And it still is really delightful. It's it's just pure joy the whole way through. Like you don't it like you're not gonna watch this and be bummed out. Like everyone just wants to laugh and have fun the whole time
0: it's just no this movie is just fun and it's just it is it is literally a joy and it seems like even though the spice girls started to break up shortly after the completion of this movie unrelated to the movie well it's because i mean it's clear they had fun making it when you
2: climbed everest what what else is there to do i mean of course you know having accomplished everything they set out to do there's no need to run for a second term (laughs) yeah i mean they they did it yeah uh but yeah maybe molly maybe that's like a fun if you know not to put you on the spot but like since you are the the obvious demographic like for (laughs) this movie like i don't know do you want to speak to the experience of having been um you know a young girl watching this movie on super bowl weekend (laughs)
1: Well, I I know I I already told you this story, but I, having been like you know, such a huge fan, this was my my personal experience was going to the theater. Just I mean, eyes like just you know like wide the whole time, and then you get to the end of the movie where they're doing the like super meta like credit scene. Um, and you have the Spice Girls looking out in the audience and just kind of talking to the audience. And at uh, one point, Posh Spice like points uh, out and it's just like, "You, no, 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 not you. The the one behind you. I love your dress." And I remember going to school and people like us talking about you know the movie and people going like, "Oh my god, I wore a dress. I knew she was talking to me," <laughs> and I was so jealous. That I had friends who had worn a dress that the next time I went to go see Spice World, I made a point of wearing a dress just so that I could sit there in the theater at the end of the movie and have Posh Spice compliment me on my dress. And I could sit there and go, oh, my God, really, me? You love my dress? (laughs) And it was still, like, in my, like, you know, little girl brain, like, the, you know, it's true. It's magical. It's like, no, she's saying it to me. <laughs> like, but you don't. I mean,
0: as an almost 40-year-old man watching this movie, I happened to also be wearing a dress. And I-, I also felt that Victoria Adams at the time, soon to be Beckham, was talking directly to me.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's magic. Like, you don't sit there and think critically about that.
0: You think with your heart yeah that's if you think critically about this movie like you're watching it through the wrong lens
1: well why would you though like yeah because that's why that's the thing i mean it really was like thinking back on it like you know it it seems well i was gonna say like it seems you know like kind of silly and kitschy but i'm like it really doesn't because it was such an important part of my childhood like you know You had these, like, five women who were the coolest, you know, people I'd ever seen who were, you know, presented as, like, the best of friends and they always supported each other. And their whole thing was, like, you know, girl power and feminism and girls can do anything. And, like, it really was this, like, super formative, you know, like, no, you're great because you're a girl. Like, it was this huge, you know... Deal like I had a poster of them in my room, and I remember like I would just stare at it at night and be like, "I can do anything." Although I was mad because everyone, when we would like play Spice Girls, everyone would be like, "You're Baby Spice," because I be blonde. like, "Because I'm blonde," I'd be like, "I don't even want to be Baby Spice."
2: <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a weird like diss, <laughs> like just like if you're mad at you're Baby Spice right <laughs> God, you're so Baby Spice you're so right baby now, Baby Spice. <laughs> but I also yeah, I mean, I feel like, like you know what?
0: Well, oh. I was going to say, just talking about Baby Spice, I think she was the best comedic actress in the movie. Ooh. Of the five Spice Girls. I think she had the best comedic chops and timing.
1: I mean, she I do think- really funny. That
2: clip legit cracks me up from the beginning where, where she's like earnestly explaining, like that we get, only get her side of the conversation, but it's very obvious that a shirtless muscle man has tried to invite himself into her bed. <laughs> so she earnestly explains all the stuffed animals and various things in her bed. So there won't be any room for you, mate. Like, no- Perfect comedy timing, like yeah, like comedic brilliance in that. Um, yeah, I like, but no, I what I was gonna say is I I feel like it is often a cop out when people say that a movie is for the fans and it's not for critics because I, I think that that's a lot of times unfair. You know, just to be like critics hate everything, but like. I think this is actually an example of that where if like at the time of 40 year old man, you know, sat in a theater to write the movie review for a newspaper that he's probably not the target demographic of this movie and probably is not going to have an experience like whatever his opinion of the movie is, is probably irrelevant to the enjoyment of the people it was made for. And you know, like, its overall success.
1: How'd he feel about Posh Spice telling him he looked cute in his dress?
2: Yeah, well... <laughs> Ebert wasn't happy. He hated this movie. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah, like, like, that does seem like a time when it's, like... A lot of times, I, I will defend critics. I think critics... Same. You know, because, like... I think if it's a Marvel movie, you know, there are plenty of critics who want to like Marvel movies, you know, like at this point that that's pretty normal. Like your, your summer blockbuster movies. But yeah, a movie about a girl pop group that their primary base is young girls, like the the feelings of Siskel and Ebert about that film are probably irrelevant. And I, I mean, I'll also, I'll defend it just because... When I was a kid, I was fucking nuts for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles releasing music. And I don't know if people remember that. <laughs> but Go
0: Ninja, Go Ninja. But do you remember go. that?
2: Andy like Oh, they, I do. Yeah, when they They did a tour. They did a tour with rapping music and I begged my parents to buy me. Oh I obviously God. we didn't have the money to see them on tour. I would have God dreamed. No. But I owned the music from that tour. <laughs> I had the tape yeah. for sure definitely had the date definitely played it like yeah so i mean in a sense the teenage mutant ninja turtles were my spice girls but like i get it i anything they told me to do i would have done you know when i was a kid and i certainly loved all of their terrible movies that are i will say objectively worse written than spice world
1: <laughs> what's well, interesting like like, yeah, what?
2: they are. <laughs> they really. We have to be honest with ourselves, huh? Andy. Like, maybe the first one's okay, but certainly the second one and definitely the third one are
0: not up to par of like Spice World. <laughs> I will say they're a lot narratively safer in that they're sort of unidirectional. That's but... what I'm saying. The first one's fine. It's
2: sort of nothing. Like it's you know the most. We're, we're not getting up. This is not
1: wait,
0: the I, Teenage I, Ninja Turtles hold podcast, on. Andy.
1: In so our. Are you saying that Spice World is playing multi dimensional chess?
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just wanted to check in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, no, this, I mean, I feel like, like, I almost have to temper your two gaga ness over the movie, even though I loved it too, <laughs> just to like balance out the podcast. Um, or, I mean, no, if I you want to like, be a buzzkill, it's, I think, because, as a junior in high school, when this movie came out, I was not the target audience. Oh yeah. I didn't see this movie until this week. Like I, yeah, I was, this was not on my radar. Your lives have been
1: so sad.
0: Yeah. But like, even I had heard even in like college a few years later that like this movie had a fair amount of kitsch value and you know, that there, there are jokes that legit work that aren't just like simple. Like there are things (laughs) that are, you know, like, it's good, it's well-written comedy. No. There's a lot that's, like, just kind of cheesy boilerplate, you know, no. run around doing stuff. Stuff that things, I, but-
1: I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't get when I was a kid, but some of the stuff with Mark McKinney and George Went, them pitching the movie at the end, and I think there was some point where, like, they're talking about, like, the movie landing, and, like, George Went just going, like, I'm already wet. <laughs> like, and it just yeah. like.
0: <laughs> what a weird line.
1: I, it, but like me just saying, there's being like, Yup, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are, George.
1: D- definitely there, did
2: not get that. There are a surprising amount of adult jokes in the that I wouldn't have expected. <laughs> like there's, because there's also the whole joke about the kid, the boy in the hospital that they go to visit, oh, yeah. who's like unconscious. And one of the other Spice Girls tells Ginger to take her top off. And she goes, why? His eyes are closed. And then his eyes pop open.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I actually. Here. This is. I have uh, yeah more, more stories from when I was a kid. I remember when uh, their friend, uh, Nicola, I think is her name.
0: That's her name. Yeah.
1: yeah, uh, Is going into labor and they're all trying to figure out like oh. what to do. And. <laughs> Yeah, Joel already heard all of these, but they're going like, no, you've got to like, put her like, put her legs together. And they're just like, what? No, she, she should have done that months ago. ago. Yeah. And I remember uh, that was when I was watching it at home on VHS, because of course, uh, (laughs) but I remember turning to my mom and being like, wait, why? Why would you do that when you're? Like when you're trying to give birth. And I remember seeing my mom just kind of sit there and look at me and just go like, it's, it's just, you know, it's just a dumb joke. And me being like, but I don't get it. And she goes, I know, because it's a dumb joke. (laughs) Like, you could see her calculating just being like, there's too much for me to try to explain. So I'm just going to tell her it's stupid. (laughs) like. Be like, but why would you do that?
0: Because it's dumb.
1: Yeah. It's stupid, honey. Molly, move on. It's
0: stupid. Just, it, just, just just keep watching the movie. Just
1: just move on. Yeah. I don't get it.
0: We know. <laughs> Shh. Shh. Watch your little spice world. Yeah, I have a um, couple
1: of those moments re-watching it where I was just like, oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely didn't get that one.
2: I am kind of sad now that I didn't get to go see it and ask my parents why George went was wet.
0: <laughs> I actually called my mom uh, while watching. I was, was like, last week, yeah, yeah, last night. Um, I was like, hey, uh, I'm watching Spice World, and at the end, George went said he got real wet. What does he mean by that? Now mom, she hung up. Now, mom, is that unusual or is that the norm? <laughs> <laughs> Well done. Thank you. Um, something that occurred to me, this is unrelated to anything, but why haven't George Went and John Goodman played brothers in a movie? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, why hasn't that happened a hundred times?
2: Specifically, why hasn't it happened in King Ralph 2 when George Went shows up
0: to challenge him for the throne? <laughs> I mean, if we just take... like. Let's just say, let's make a King Ralph sequel in twenty twenty two with with George Went vying hey, with John they Goodman can, for the throne. Yeah, they made another Coming to
2: America. What if? Why not it, another King Ralph? Why not another King Ralph? Which is definitely a movie we should do on this show at some point. It
0: it it absolutely should show up on this podcast before too long. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and say it, man. Spice Girls music slaps. It does.
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Like, they're going to get their haters because, you know, people hate that type of music, but...
1: Well, because people like, hate joy.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, they had some great tunes. And not yeah. even just, like, the big hits. Like, they had a lot of great songs. No,
1: there's a ton of Spice Girls music that's just legit and really good to listen to. Like, it's, it's super it's fun. It's simple,
0: straight-ahead pop songs. They're fun. They're danceable.
1: No, there's good no stuff. reason why they were super popular. Oh,
0: yeah. It's not an accident.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah it's Yeah, no they It's interesting too like the way because I you know I mean this is going to sound I don't know how to make this not sound like I'm just a you know like ignorant american but like there I've learned more recently through like Billy Piper and stuff like that that there really is this whole like british pop music scene where Like bands like the Spice Girls are sort of more common than I would have realized in England of like where they would find women that they liked their look and sort of build a band or like, you know, a group around them. Like I said, like Billy Piper, that was how she got her start. But it's like the way the Spice Girls broke through into just everywhere, like in America and just in like the world and through all public consciousness is really... You know, like
0: they were the biggest thing in the 90s, you know. Well, and the craziest thing is because they broke sort of mid to late 90s when music, the music landscape had changed so far away from like saccharine manufactured pop, like with grunge music, with everything else that was happening. And then to break through in like 95, 96 and really take over the world. Mm -hmm. Like it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say it's an interesting thing to think about that
2: in 1997, I was probably heavily listening to Metallica, which is one of my favorite bands at the time. And now, looking back, if you want to talk about a bit like just a band that ended up being really disappointing and made movies that are far worse than Spice World. (laughs) That really bummed me out. Like some kind of monster. If you ever want to like feel bad that you ever liked Metallica, watch that movie. It's great. Uh, But like, (laughs) it's funny to think now, just like how I thought they were the coolest thing in the world. They were the first band that I ever saw in concert, and I you thought me too. I thought they were so cool, and like they became this sort of you know very corporate, yuppie, sad older men band, (laughs) and like. I'd say the Spice Girls have, you know, aged much better (laughs) looking back than Metallica has in the, you know, uh, ensuing decades.
1: Yeah, I always feel good about loving the Spice Girls. Yeah. I feel like I had, like, two years, like... I was going to ask about
0: that, because I know that uh, you definitely had your counterculture phase, Molly, that I was wondering if there was any Spice Girls backlash.
1: I mean, I feel like... (sighs) probably like in middle school like i had a bit of that where i was like i only listen to punk rock and spice girls aren't punk rock like <laughs> like, like
0: bikini kill or nothing
1: it wasn't even bikini kill it was like ramones um but like
0: green day
1: no God, I hate green day sorry no it's fine no i had that where i was just like i listen to the ramones and the clash and sex pistols and uh, that's it that's not true i it was also uh, nirvana and hole and like that was it yeah but um but i had like 2 years um but then i would like kind of secretly listen to like the spice girls and like more like pop music but like i couldn't tell my like close friends right like
0: the crew that was into that music with you yeah, yeah i and get the thing
1: that is, i like them both equally like I like my, you know, like punk rock and grunge music. I like, uh, as Joel calls it, my sad trumpet music recorded in a tin can uh, about death and daddy issues,
2: um, also known as the Mountain Goats
1: and Neutral Milk Hotel
0: and Neutral Milk Hotel
1: and uh and
0: Carly Rae Jepsen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I like the Spice Girls, and I, you know, like all of my like poppy music. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, the, no, that that they're it's. It's fun. It's not really going to change the world, like, sonically, and it didn't. You know, like, it wasn't like people started producing music in a different way because of it or anything like that. But it was, like, they're good pop songs, which are, like, not an easy thing to write. Yeah. You know, writing a really good straight-ahead pop song is One could argue the ultimate challenge of songwriting. Yeah. And that just make that perfect sort of earwormy, but not too saccharine and annoying pop song.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not
0: an easy task.
1: And I still, it's, yeah, like I stand by it. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, like I can read all of, you know, like academic feminist literature and, you know, like all of that. But I'm like, if I really look at my life, I'm like... It was the Spice Girls who were the first, like, prominent figures to make me be, like, you know, fucking A right. I'm a girl and this is great. Like, they they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and you watch, like, Spice World. And again, like, watching it as an adult, you have, like, the scene at the, you know, publicity, uh, like, event where they're, like, asking them about dating. And they're just being, like, no. Like, I don't care about men. I don't, like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, stop. Like, if they could, like, that's not what we're about. Like, you know, or God bless her, uh, Ginger Spice, just, like, staring a guy down and talking about, like, you know, I don't know why men are intimidated by me while she's horribly intimidating this guy. Like, I don't, like, they, they didn't change the world of music, but I don't know. I would argue there's a whole generation of you know, women who were my age, where they were a humongous influence. Oh yeah, they're on incredibly
0: them. significant. Yeah. in pop culture history, yeah. there's no doubt about that. But no, that I mean, and like another scene that really works, and this is just totally segueing the boot camp scene that sure like didn't need to happen, but was also great. But was super like, just, delightful. <laughs> yeah, just watching Posh. In the camo version of her signature little black dress, just mm-hmm. walking alongside the obstacle course while everyone else is going through it, like that's just good comedy and and care and staying true to your character, you oh, know. Yeah. It's. I mean the whole and movie, no one calling her out on it. The, no, the
2: whole movie is a great exercise in if this is true, what else is true about the world? Yes. Of the Spice Girls, you know.
1: Well, yeah, where we're in there, they're in the haunted house or what they think is the haunted house. And like Baby Spice has all of her stuffed animals in her bed. Like Ginger Spice just dressed like a pinup, like wherever she goes.
2: You know what? We've been very complimentary towards this movie. And I am going to there's one thing I I enjoyed most of this movie, but I'm going to call it out on one specific thing. And this uh. is why I am maligning this movie specifically. So we talked about <laughs> it. There's this paparazzi character that is popping up. He's he's really good at like getting the dirt, right? So he's introduced in a scene with the editor of the newspaper and that guy's like right-hand man and he he shows that he's the person for the job one he just appears. And then he's like, I have all of these. Here's a photo of you picking your nose in the elevator. Here's a photo of this. Here's a photo of that. Here's a photo of you from seventh grade, like hitting on this girl. Like, great. I get it. I totally understand. It's funny. Like, that's a good way to introduce this character. The next two times we see him, he's eavesdropping on the Spice Girls, overhears them say the thing. They say, is the Pope Catholic? And then there's a whole story about them questioning the Pope. And then... I think it is the ghost thing where it's like he he's hiding under the bed, and then he hints that they're gonna break up. Neither of those involve him taking photos. So we introduced him as a character who takes photos. That's his thing. And then the first two stories he breaks involve him overhearing things and not taking any photos. And I'm just that's shoddy. I'm gonna say it. It.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't
2: I can't counteract that. I agree. Yeah. So. I've been very nice to most of the movie, but that was pretty disappointing.
1: I mean, I just don't understand why you had to pull that thread on the sweater of my childhood. It's just I've now
2: ruined your childhood. Is that
1: yes? You,
2: <laughs> yeah, I did it. Um, yeah, it just that bugged me. I'm just I yeah. just had to say it. You know, one thing
0: I thought was weird, but I still really loved it was. Uh, in the end chase scene, which I think is delightful and arguably the best comedy in the movie. Yeah. Reasonably, right? Um, it's to set up the scene for people that maybe haven't watched this movie yet, which you're effing up. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mark McKinney and George Went are pitching the closing scene of the movie to the th- their manager. And then... At the concert that they're supposed to. At the to concert, be. but yeah. then it's also happening in real time. It's this weird sort of meta, Ouroboros circular logic thing. Um, but when they talk about the bus uh, jumping the drawbridge at the Tower Bridge, uh, and they instead just use uh, toys mm-hmm. to actually show it, I love that as a comedic choice. But I'm like, how did this movie not have the budget for that? Like, like I'm surprised they actually went that route. I still think it was a funny choice. And it was the better comedic choice. But I was like, this movie had to have had. Like, I was like, I think I love that they made the choice not to do that. But I'm oh. not 100% sure.
2: No, I guarantee they could have done that had they wanted to. I, I don't feel like this movie felt terribly expensive to make in general. And no, I don't think I'm that's sure a hard cheap. stunt. So yes, Andy, I think the correct answer is they did it for comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was good comedy. Yeah.
1: I would also argue, like, if you want to, like, poke at that more that that goes you can do that like deeper into as they're pitching it like it emphasizes right. the joke more for them you know like
0: but i will say my favorite joke in the whole movie uh and i i always love a good callback or a good like hey remember this mm-hmm. uh is they established that there was a bomb on the bus <laughs> And then completely ignored it. Yep. And then in the end credits meta talking to the audience sequence is like, and I'm sure you're wondering what happened to the bomb. Boom. Explosion off screen. Yep. Yep. Love, love moments like that. That,
1: that was great. And I really think that's the stuff, you know, like, again, as the clearly the expert connoisseur of Spice World when i first viewed this film as a child
2: <laughs> this cinema
1: this cinema as
2: scorsese would say
1: but yes cinema cinema well i did see it in a theater yes um but no i remember like that's the stuff that really stuck with me of me being like this movie is smart because it, like those things stick with you like i watched it like i said it was like Like when I would watch Zucker Brothers movies, like it was really silly and they would call that stuff out. And like it, you know, it has certain parts of it have that kind of feel of like you're just throwing stuff out there just so you can catch it, you know, and Mm -hmm. tell the audience like it's very over the top. But that's the point.
2: I do also appreciate a movie that had no stakes. (laughs) For the whole movie, just giving them all the stakes in that one scene. (laughs) Like, just a movie that is so laid back and really is a series of vignettes, just going, well, this is how we're going to end it. I mean, it's, this might sound like an odd comparison, but in a way, what they're doing isn't dissimilar from the end of the movie adaptation. And we all say Charlie Kaufman's a genius, but like, you know, both that's movies, not a bad comparison. Yeah, both movies just went, well, as long as you wow them in the third act, like, <laughs> you know, we'll forgive everything else. Like, they are kind of doing that and, in fact, beat him to it. So what I'm saying is that Charlie Kaufman ripped this off. I yeah, think it's time. I think that's,
0: that's a clear yeah. thing. I think we that's can do something. We can while feel. While watching the movie, I was like, there's no stakes for anything that's happening. And I feel like this should bother me. But it doesn't. But it's doesn't. not yeah. bothering no, me. No, I mean, like, I think that the clearest
2: thing, since, yeah, we haven't really maligned it. And, you know, we're, we're closing in towards the end. I think the clearest way to just restate everything we've said about this movie is... It is a movie that does not follow the rules. It is a movie that if you were analyzing it from like a screenwriting class perspective, they would tell you never to write a script like this. But it's fun and charismatic and it stars five really beloved, you know, like it stars a pop group at the height of their popularity, doing a lot of really fun stuff with a lot of fun cameos. So it doesn't follow any traditional rules of what we should want from a movie but it's a pleasant experience. it's it's sort of just an enjoyable thing to
0: wash over you and enjoy, you know, movie wise, yeah, that was the thing is like, like they could have done like your standard pop star road movie, mm-hmm. but they kind of didn't, yeah, or they could have done the, you know, someone's trying to sabotage them. And they kind of did. But they also like, they were never actually close to sabotaging them, so there weren't the stakes of it. They were a lot of. They could have gone down a lot of these cliched paths, but they decided to just have fun, and right. there's yeah. something to be said for that. Well,
1: yeah, I think that's at ev- what the Spice Girls are. They're fun.
0: Yeah, I know. I think at every turn, they actually
2: make the decision to to of av- to de-escalate instead of escalate, you know in terms of yeah like their friend is pregnant and they have to rush her there's again, Molly talked about the joke, but it's like most a lot of movies instincts would have been well, now the spice girls are gonna have to deliver the baby. no, they get her to the hospital on time. It's fine, you know right or there's a bomb, but yeah, we're gonna save that for a-, a credits joke, you know like we're not even concerned with the bomb like or you know yeah, the tabloids trying to break them up but then they just kind of they don't they failed. You know, like it's—they're
0: too strong for. They have too much girl power to get broken up by a silly tabloid.
2: Like it is kind of,
0: yeah. And their girl power totally changes the heart of the evil paparazzo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it does win
2: him over. And the I did. By the way, I while we're talking about the end scene, the the whole like them just saying, "Well, there has to be a bomb and there has to be a chase because those are the rules." And then George went going, "Come on, they've had enough." Like, dude really <laughs> crack me up. <out. laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I feel like we haven't addressed this at all and it does need to be addressed. Roger Moore as the Oh my
2: god, yeah, yeah. we haven't talked about Roger Moore. Roger
1: Moore with his uh rabbit and his piglet who he feeds out of a bottle, like a god, baby bottle. God, that scene
0: I was like this is why, but yes.
1: Yeah, yeah I it- need to watch this more and his like Really, like nonsensical riddles that he keeps reciting to their manager. But yeah, it's a it's a work of art.
2: Yeah, if you've ever wanted to see a James Bond holding a tiny pig and bottle feeding it, well, then this is the movie for you. While
1: speaking some nonsense.
2: While speaking some nonsense.
0: No, it's great. Yeah, I'm sure there's a George Lazenby website out there. But if you can't find that. You have Spice World. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and Brosnan does it, but he's
2: just very careful about not being filmed. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I share my favorite joke? It's also from... I really... I'm just going to say, I really like the scene that we played at the beginning. Yep. where Yes. Uh, which we haven't talked a lot about. But yeah, so the Spice Girls are in Germany. and uh, are they I think G- not they're in Italy. Italy. Italy, yeah. Sorry, I think I was thinking of the dancing. They're in Italy. I'm sorry, because that guy's ridiculously cartoon Italian accent. Yeah. Um, But they're in Italy and they're performing and then a bunch of like muscular manis in just like shorty shorts pop out and start dancing behind them. And they didn't agree to this. And so their manager is arguing with the guy. And then as we heard in the clip, like Ginger uh, intervenes. But what cracked me up, and I stand by this, this is great comedy, is so we see the guys, they're dancing. They're now much more covered up. But then they turn around and their pants are just assless. And that (laughs) Ah, was the prince. That was the compromise. (laughs) That really did legit crack me up that that was the solution. If you want to talk about de-escalating problems, that was.
1: Scandalized me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely scandalized me. I mean, I'm just
2: trying to imagine all of the conversations with your parents after watching this movie. I
1: was was a very modest little girl like i that just i like i would turn instantly red and just would be like i can't i can't deal with this so that really was where i was just like those are butts and i am not supposed to be seeing this (laughs) like i i was it was it was too much for me
2: (laughs) it does feel kind of you know punk rock that the most scandalous thing in the spice girls movie is a bunch of dudes like hunky dudes butts i mean that's that's not nothing
0: i this movie is like for centering on a cast of four very attractive very fit women like the camera doesn't have like the proverbial male gaze through the whole thing like that's it's like <laughs> well, it, they're not sexualized like it's it's clearly made for that nine-year-old molly that's there watching the movie and loving every second of it and it's great it's awesome well,
1: thing i remember because like ginger obviously like is always wearing very sexual right like clothes but like if you watch the movie like it really is presented of like that's just how she dresses like it doesn't feel like you know like ooh, look at her it's like no she like i think that's what i always liked about it was just sort of like that they're just five women and these are who this is who they are like, well, I think
2: well, they they are very like sort of you know I guess just archetypes or whatever. But like the fact that they they all have different personalities that are well defined that are like they're a girl group. But like one is the one that dresses in really hot clothes. One is the one that's very rich and stylish. One is the weirdo. Like one is into sports. Like one is and a, one's baby. a baby, baby, <laughs> baby. But, <like, laughs> but like you know the fact that they have you know that there there's like you know different i guess i want to call it representation i don't know if that's the right word but it's like there are different ways to be a girl in this group they're not all the same you know there's, there's well they
1: actually have personalities yes. i think that's yeah. what is you know actually you know interesting about it is that like they they actually you know are people <laughs> like
2: yeah. again it's like you know. you know to to take it back you have the leader, you have the the guy who's trying to be his rival, you have the party dude, and you have the science one. Like, those, you know, you want archetypes. You want different like, a mix of
0: characters. And then their old rat mentor. Yeah, you gotta have an old rat mentor.
1: Oh, is that uh, Richard E. Grant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's the splinter in all of this. <laughs> uh, Alright, so...
0: I mean, do we cover it? I I feel like we, you know. This isn't the time to bring it up, but there's one thing that I can't leave alone in this movie. When it's questionable about whether the Spice Girls are going to show up for their Royal Albert Hall gig, Mm -hmm. and Richard E. Grant says, like, I've got an idea for the performance. Oh, yeah. Spotlight on the middle of the stage. I'll go out there and hang myself. And then he pulls out a noose. So much darker than the rest of the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah yeah (laughs) and I can't I I feel like I have to mention that because it's so dark
1: yeah it's like I want to know like were there like alts for that (laughs)
0: yeah what were the other pitches for that joke that was the lightest version of it (laughs)
1: like what was going on man
0: (laughs) it's like me center stage machine gunning the audience is that
1: (laughs) no man yeah, can, like, was, that was the
0: first pitch. Like, no, we got to lighten it up a little bit.
2: Can we also yeah, talk that... about the very specific styling that both the manager in this movie and then uh, Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element both have <laughs> <laughs> the most, like, late 90s, early 2000s, weird sideburns, facial hair combination? Yeah. I don't want to pass
0: that up. No.
1: I think it should make a comeback.
0: It should. <laughs> the the shiny polyester suit that that fabric only existed from 1996 to 1998.
1: Yeah, it all went up in flames.
0: I specifically think
2: Gary Oldman should bring it back. Like he should just really Why not? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I I mean I here's the thing. Like <laughs> this movie is worth a watch. It if really you're is able to f- solve all of the riddles and get to the secret. <laughs> cavern that holds you gotta the,
1: yeah you gotta open the crypt text
0: yeah right <laughs> you know and you gotta get with their friends that's part of it right. well yeah yeah <laughs> uh but it, it's if you can find it man do so and it's it's fun it is fun yeah and it's you know and i at, think sp- i don't say. i think speaks to the caliber of movie we've been watching this year but i think this is in the upper echelon oh, for this 2021 is for sure it's in gotta, the upper echelon it's
1: gonna make you feel good yeah like Like, it's what's not to like about it?
2: Look, I'll just say it. I'd rather watch this than cats.
1: Yeah, obviously.
2: If you want to talk about a music, you know, like a movie with music and with a somewhat meandering plot, like, I would choose this over cats any day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. God. Choose this or a movie about female empowerment. I'll take this over WW84. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, I'll just put that out there. Yeah. If you want a movie about crazy car chases with high stakes, probably better than Fast Five. Now, Furious six, I was going to say five's pretty great. Five's (laughs) pretty good. Yeah. Six is the one that doesn't seven's pretty ridiculous, too.
2: Okay, well, now let's figure this out. Like, (laughs) how how would Posh do in a quarter mile? Like, do you think like what we saw of her driving? You know, obviously you can't beat Dom Toretto. So we already know that the Dom is great. But how would she do it?
1: What is she driving? Because is she well, the driving bus. the bu- Spice Bus? Yeah, the Spice okay. Bus.
2: I think. I mean, it
0: seemed like she, she could... definitely beats Letty. I think she beats Letty. She could probably beat Brian. That'd yeah. be. I, she might let Brian win because she has a good heart. Because he's having that baby. Right. Because he's <laughs> having that baby. So, <laughs> But he wouldn't know. Nah, I beat her. I beat her. I definitely beat yeah. her. Yeah, again. Yeah, but as... she's, She'd be Tyrese.
1: He's got horsepower, but she's got girl power. <laughs> Let's end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Linings Playback is a production of HoboTrashCan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. Hey guys, it's Sean. And Carter. From Potato. Salad. Marmalade. Hey.
0: Aid, Aid. potato salad marmalade. Another podcast here on the Peak Sloth Network. Check it out.